Morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness For Real. It's your girl, Marlena. And on today's episode, Felicia and I chat with none other than the Gooch. It was so fun talking to Leon and hearing all about how he lost 100 pounds and gained his confidence back. And we are just so excited to have him on as our very first male guest. We hope you guys enjoy this episode and make sure you're leaving us reviews. And if you are able to, we so appreciate any listener support so that we can keep bringing you guys amazing content. All right, y'all buckle up. It's about to get real. So today we are joined by Leon, a.k.a. The Gooch. What's up, Leon? How are you today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Glad to be here. Glad to be on. Yay. We're so yeah, excited we're to good. have you on. We knew we needed to have you on. We're both like obsessed with your <laughs> Instagram page and just uh, what you share and the things that you have to say. And, you know, when we started this podcast, we talked so much about how we wanted to make sure we included a male perspective as well. And here we are, what, 12 weeks in, and we have yet to have a man on our show. So you are the first guy on the show. Oh, it's an honor. I hope you guys have like an <laughs> applaud button to press. Well, <laughs> insert applause here. <laughs> Why don't you just tell us a little bit about your health and wellness journey? I mean, I've always been just a, a bigger guy, period. You know, point blank period, you know, growing up. Um, I'm 37 and I grew up in the 80s. And that was before a lot of the constraints and even just knowledge of food and the way that it affects a person. And, you know, my parents were young. My parents had me when they were like 17, 18 years old. So they were babies having babies, you know? So growing up, it was just like, you just ate whatever you want and you, there was no repercussion. There was no gluten, there was no allergies. Like everyone just ate whatever they wanted and that's what it was, you know? And my, my mother's, um, Jamaican and my dad's, you know, American, like Southern American, and we just ate whatever wholesome foods we had. So I always grew up being a bigger kid. Um, and that just continued and continued and continued. And when I got old enough to start taking care of myself, then I just was able to eat whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I paid for it and I, no one could tell me no. And it got to a point when I was probably, I want to say maybe about six, seven years ago. Um, so my job that I work for, we have a wellness program that we have to enroll in. And to get a more premium discount on your insurance deductible, you have to enroll in this wellness program. And then you need to go for a checkup. And then based on the metrics that they take from that checkup, like circumference and weight and cholesterol and HDL and all those fancy things, you get more points to then get you a steeper discount. So I missed my turn to go into the office because I've worked from home since we moved from New York. So I've been working from home since 2010. So that year I missed my chance to go into the office. So I had to go to my primary care physician. That was another issue. I didn't have a primary care physician because I never really go to the doctor. Um, so I went in, they put me into like the practitioner area and I got on a scale and I got the number and like, I. I knew I was big, but I didn't know I was that big. Like it was like, like I'm not there anymore. So I can just be flat out. It was like 540 something. 
And I could have been even bigger than that because at that point I had started trying to work out because I just felt that I wasn't comfortable. So I don't even know my biggest weight. So like my biggest weight that I ever recorded that I have in like any of my apps or even before um, doing WW was like 542. And it could have been higher, could have been lower, whatever. But that's what I had. So from that day, and that wasn't even the biggest thing is like, I just don't take bullshit from people. So, and I, I mean, I'm sorry, but I don't, I don't take bullshit from people. I'm sorry for cursing. We don't either. You're, you're in the right place. <laughs> you're in the right place. <laughs> I get in there and they're helping this lady. And I've been waiting for like an hour and she came in and she knew the lady and she started talking to her and not getting me in. So I got pissed. So my blood pressure went up. So that was the other thing. My blood pressure was like 190 something over like 100. And they were like, we're going to admit you. And I said, there's nothing wrong with me. I said, there's something wrong with her. So the blood <laughs> pressure and the weight, all that kind of came crashing down in one day. So I was like, all right, I got to do something. So I started doing T25 like right away, whatever day Shanti that was. Shanti in the house. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> then very next Monday, whatever day it was, the Monday after that, I started doing that and I did that like over and over and over again. And over the course of that, like I lost like a hundred pounds and I managed to really keep that off and just going up and down. But, you know, life hits you, other things happen. And then you're kind of like, now what? Like I'm so tired of doing the T25. I want to try something new. And I should have always done WW because, you know, living with Lori and seeing her success, it's evident that I could do it. But also probably as a guy, I was like, well, I'm going to figure it out my way and do it on my own. Yeah. So I just kept on doing T25. And then I hit a rut for a few years where I just maintained or I went up 10 pounds, down 10 pounds. So then I restarted WW about 10, 11 months ago. And I've been doing okay on that. I'm not down a whole lot. I'll say I'm probably down, like, be honest, like maybe like 12, 15 pounds, which a it lot, is what though. it is. The world has changed, personal things going on have changed. You know, we have like crap going on with our house and just stress from that and homeschooling kids. And, oh God, you know, growing up, you, I would comfort myself with food and, you know, I still do it now. You, you, you tend to comfort yourself with food when you just feel like everything else is going wrong, but totally. this fucking Twinkie is not going to make no, me and it's, <laughs> No, and it's going to make you, know? you feel good in the moment. Yeah, in the moment, yeah. In the moment, it, that's yeah. sort of the mindset of when you emotionally eat, which we all do. And it's okay to give your, yourself permission to do it. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with it. I used to get very upset about it, but now it's kind of like, I don't look at it as like, okay, I'm emotionally eating. Like now it's like I'm eating what I want and I'm dealing with the consequences, but you know, changing that mindset is kind of like, do I need to eat that? Like it's, it's, I am not a huge, like track every single thing I eat. Uh, um, yeah, I do track majority of stuff I eat. Um, I do eat on my plan, but if I go somewhere and I want to eat something that I want to eat, I'm not going to look at my thing and say like, oh, you got seven points left. I guess I can't have this double cheeseburger. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to have the double cheeseburger. I'm going to put bacon on it. I'm going to put whatever toppings, no matter how many points I'm going to put gonna on enjoy there. yourself. I'm going to enjoy it. Because it's a lifestyle it. change. You're trying yeah, exactly. to make it's it a, a lifestyle. lifestyle. It's not a diet. And that's, what, that's right. the one thing I do like about WW is, you know, it incorporates your life. It's not just like, like, and that was kind of the thing I didn't love about T25. When I did T25, I didn't eat on that plan. Like, I did it for like two days. I was like, I'm not going to eat salmon and Brussels sprouts every single day. No. But I ate Gross. the right foods and I 
did my macros and I did calorie counting and that worked well. WW is more like a boost and then everything else happened within the year. And it's kind of like, I don't consider it a wash because I learned a lot about yeah. my relationship with food over the course of the year. So regardless of how many pounds I lost on the scale, mentally, I learned a lot about how I'm eating my food and portion control and things totally. of that nature. So I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be like, oh, I just wasted $240 last year because I didn't lose any weight. You, you gain more than just pounds, if that makes sense. Not that yeah, I want to totally. gain pounds, but no, you gain but a lot more than just you know, is, the weight. I think yeah, mental exactly. is half the battle for people when they're trying to figure out their wellness journey. It's mentally, the mental piece is the thing I think people struggle with the most. So the fact that that's something that you're focusing on and putting time and energy into will serve you probably more than anything in the long run. Um, oh, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm just being myself. I mean, I'm not, yeah. I can't conform to like a strict guideline because if I have to conform totally. to something, it'll never work. Yeah. If I feel and like that I have to change what I'm doing to make it work, it will never work because it has to be just natural and fluid. I agree. Yeah. And I think that that's a piece that a lot of people miss is all this restriction tends to be more harmful to us than yeah. the idea of like, oh, I can eat this or I can do this or I can honestly I can do whatever the fuck I want right. and exactly. still find success. As soon as that clicks in your brain, it's like, it's amazing how not restricting yourself actually helps you in the long run um, with a wellness journey or weight loss oh. journey or, or whatever your goals are. For sure. Um, There's some people who are like insane. Like some people who are like, Oh, well I can eat this, you know, egg McMuffin, not even well English muffin. And then if I pull out, some of these crumbs and get it down to a certain gram, then it's going to be a whole point less than what it says. Like that's, that's disordered ridiculous. eating y'all. Yeah. That's that not, insane. that's not okay. That's insane. Like I, would, I, I mean, yeah, I, I hate that type of mentality. Cause it really, it's like, really like that is not normal to pull 10 grams off of your bread so that it lowers the point. Like if you just want it to be two points, like just track it as two points. Two points and I think that that's, yeah, I think that's a part of Weight Watchers that people miss. Um, so when you first join WW, if you're like a studio member, they give you like a planner. And in the front of this planner, there's like 10 rules. I wish I had it in front of me. But one of the, one of the major points that they make that I think so many people miss is that when it comes to tracking, it's more important to track than it is to track accurately. So this obsession with like, oh, this is one point more or one point less or whatever, like it really doesn't fucking matter. What, the whole point of tracking is just to make you more aware of what, yeah, you're, eat, what you're putting it. into your body. And that's, and that's it, right? really the point of it. Like I'm not, I'm not out here chasing blue dots. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I get like on purple too with 300 plus foods that are zero. I get like 40 something points. And I mean, I know you have to eat to lose, but consciously I cannot just, I would feel like a total just pig if I ate what I needed to eat to eat all those points. So like I was talking to Lori today about going to green where it's more restrictive, there's only a hundred things, but then I have like triple digit points. And then yeah. it's like, all right, I'm going to have to eat two pounds of chicken breast and you know half dozen eggs to get those points so it's really about finding a balance so I track 
what I put in. But like you said, Marlena, I don't track to the T. Like I track, I'll be honest, if I have, like I'll have dinner tonight and I'm going to track what I put in my plate. If I go back up and I take a scoop of like, or if like the kids are very picky, they may want a different side dish. If I throw some macaroni and cheese on my plate and we're having something different, I'm not going to run in the garbage and grab that box and go, like, oh, <laughs> how many points for a quarter cup of macaroni and cheese? And, like, yeah. I'm just going to eat the macaroni and cheese because yeah. I fucking like macaroni and cheese. Right. Yeah. So I like, cheap, I like and cheap mac and cheese. Hell yeah. I'm and not going to you know, ruin my day because, oh, now I can't do this. And, but I'm not saying that people who do that, you know, you're in the wrong if it works for you. I just don't find pleasure in making myself upset about food. Totally. Well, and I think that's the key. And I think what we're finding is that for a lot of people, when you first start it, you do people get really focused on it and they don't approach it that way. So it may work for them weight wise, but it's not working for them mentally. And so you see a lot of times on Instagram, people that are losing and gaining that same weight, you know, sort of back and forth because they are struggling so much with that instead of just like you said sort of letting go with this is going to be a lifestyle so if this is going to be a lifestyle it's okay to have the extra piece of pizza and call it a day because the fact that you're aware of it is better than if you weren't aware of it at all you'd probably have five more pieces of pizza so like Mm -hmm. where does that you know balance itself out but it's hard to i think watch that sometimes because i do think there is some part of it that isn't always healthy for people Um, when they get super caught up in every little inch, every point, every breadcrumb, every ounce, every, it's not supposed to be that way. I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think it's healthy. If it is supposed to be that way, then. We're all out. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm not doing it that way. Like I'm not peeling off, you know, I'm not losing. I'm, I mean, I will like when I buy groceries, I'll take extra stuff off if I don't want to pay that much money. Like I'll buy onions and I'll ruffle off as much of the husk as possible. I love it. I love it. Now that's different. You're talking to two very cheap bitches here. We We feel that. But you know, if I grab a tablespoon of something, I'm not leveling it out to the, you know what I mean? I'm not, it's a tablespoon. The fact that I'm even measuring it is what matters. Because if I wasn't using it at all, I would be using a lot more. And so in my mind. Because I'm conscious, just tracking it alone makes me conscious that it's going in regardless right. of how much or how many points I track it for, or how much I use, I am conscious. And if I look back and say like, wow, I screwed up. I'm going to go back and look and say, well, I had pizza. And then I'll remember, well, you had more than you tracked, but that's a personal thing. Right. You know, yeah. and you, you figure it out. And I think a lot more people need to learn how to figure it out than just going by this direct plan, because there's no possible way that a direct plan is going to work for so many people right right it's just it's impossible you have to make it your own and that's what's great at least that's what i feel like that's what's great about ww is at least for me being online and never going into a studio like i have the tools they've given me i use them to the best of my ability i take information from people i take their advice and i make it fit for me but i don't just look at this guideline of rules and say okay this guideline of rules is going to work for a million people because there's people it doesn't work for. Yeah. Like look at DJ Khaled. He's an ambassador. (laughs) And he is the worst (laughs) person to be an ambassador. Like personally, I think he's a great entertainer, but making someone like that an ambassador who 
you know is not he's not doing what he needs to do to promote the program right because if that set of rules worked for as long as he's been doing it he would have been a lot different (laughs) i see him on this on the the jet skis yeah yeah (laughs) you know you're right i mean you're totally you're totally right and that's the reason why a lot of people keep rejoining because it doesn't work for everybody exactly you know and there's I don't feel any type of way if someone says like, oh, I don't do WW because it doesn't work for me. And if it doesn't work for you, then don't do it because totally. at that point you are wasting your time. You are wasting your money. Like find what works for you and what makes you happy for your journey. It's not about doing it to be included. Like don't join WW or don't join any type of program just because someone else is doing it. Inclusion is the worst drug ever. Especially in weight loss and diet culture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. And that, you know. Well, do you think, I'm curious, just because you're, you mentioned your wife and she's on the program as well on WW. So what is that like to be married to someone who is also on the program? I mean, does that work really well? Is that good? Is that, what is that like? Works good. It looks, it works a lot better now. I mean, even before I joined, I, I do most of the cooking. I probably do like 75% of the cooking in the house. So I'll cook like at least four to five out of seven days a week. I'll cook. Oh, so, nice. um, <laughs> Felicia's WW, jealous. <laughs> She's going to have Doug listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to cook though. Me yeah. too. Like I take a lot of pride in what I cook. I mean, not, I'm not proud of cooking like hot dogs, but like when I get down <laughs> to it and cook something, like I take pride in, I love it. Seeing everyone enjoy it. So I do most of the cooking. Totally. I always tell people my love language is feeding people. Me too. Yeah, it's it's nice to to be able to make something that you put the effort into and then someone turns around and says like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. Like, that's why you do it. Yeah. You know, but I do most of the cooking and I cook for her when she was doing WW. So before I did it, I did a lot of cooking and I cooked and I ate within what she was eating and her constraints. But at the same time, I didn't let the things that she was doing affect what I wanted to eat. Now that we're both doing it, it's a lot easier because we're eating the same foods. You know, we have different points because she's on a different plan. So we have different points, but we're eating pretty much the same foods. So it it works out well. And because I get to cook most of it, I know what we're having and, and what's going into it. And I, you know, the WW app lets you share recipes. So I can cook whatever I want and then share the whole thing with her and she'll know how Uh-oh. many points it is in her plan. Oh, that's, oh, that's cool. cool. I didn't even I didn't know, know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, day. if you make a recipe in the recipe builder, there's a share button and it opens up, at least for Apple, it'll open up all your shares and I can just text it to her. She oh. clicks that link, it opens up the WW, WW app and then it'll open up in her plan. So I think she's on like green. So it'll be like, oh, this is four in green. And I'm like, oh, it's two for me. But she has it, oh. and then you know she can reshare it too. That's Super cool. slick. Yeah, oh. that's nice. Mm. Nice to you know. Cook some good food, though. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. No, yeah. I, love, I love cooking. I've, I think I've loved cooking since. I think since I moved out of my home and was able to cook, on like on my own, doing whatever I wanted. Because growing up, I lived in my grandmother's house, and she was like super strict, so we couldn't just go up there and just cook whenever we wanted to. <laughs> Right on. I know your your banana bread seems to be uh, trending. I made that. Did oh, you? so good with blueberries and oh, yeah. it was so good. 
I mean, it's not mine. I just found a recipe that I liked and then I made it work for me. Okay. And I guess that's with anyone. I mean, you know, totally. unless it's like a recipe that's been passed down for like a million years in your family. I mean, I just Googled banana bread and then whichever <laughs> one says best banana bread, that's <laughs> yeah. the one I Feel clicked. Like that's yeah, the protein one. powder that's, that's to That's gotta it, be the right one. Yeah. Yeah, and then I add, yeah. So I did protein powder because protein powder bakes about the same consistency as flour. And that's the big thing. The recipe called for two cups of flour, which is um, about 210 grams. So that's why you do, at least for my protein powders, two scoops, which is 105 grams. And that substitutes for one of the cups of flour. So you're using less flour and you're chopping off a ton of points. And then you're only using a little bit of points because the protein powder is so high in protein. It's such little points. That's what it brings it down. But it's like a contest to see who can make a recipe with the least amount of points. Like that's what everyone <laughs> yeah. wants to do. Just like who can make this with the least amount of points. But at the end of the day, I mean, there's certain things like just don't fuck with it. Right. Don't try to make it less points. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Some things just have to taste good. Totally. Exactly. I mean, you, yeah. you know, we talk about this. We see these constant trends with these low point products like bars, you know, and they're like, oh, well, it tastes like an X, Y, Z. And they never do, right? It never tastes like the thing it's supposed to taste like. And it's like, okay, well, if you want, a, let's say like right now, these Trader Joe's, um, what are they, barbell protein bars are like, everybody's going crazy over them. They're like nougaty. I don't know if you guys have tried these, but we, 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 have, we tried them. They're bland as hell. And if you want a three musketeers, just go eat a fucking three musketeers. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, know, that's my these things exist. It's not like you need to read. <laughs> not everything needs to be reinvented. Totally. Right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I know we've talked a lot about like dub dub and food and points and things like that. Um, I'm curious, like what other aspects of your wellness journey have evolved um, in other areas that you've grown in through the last few years? Well, as you're taking charge of your health. I think one of the major things for me is going to be like confidence. So when I was younger, like going back to like high school, um, when I first got in high school, I was just like super shy and I was not very confident at all. And literally um, I started playing basketball and being a bigger guy, like the little shirts that they gave you didn't fit for me. So we had to go to like a screen printer and we went to the screen printer and he didn't have a shirt. So I had to go to like big and tall, which now it's called like casual mail XL or destination XL or whatever. Went there, got a green shirt, which was not even the same color green as a shirt from my school. And on top of that, it had a pocket on it. But anyway, we took it to Jamaica Avenue. If you've ever been to New York, Jamaica Avenue, go over there, screen printer get the thing printed. And for whatever reason, my dad put Gooch on the back. Now that's been my nickname since I've been like six months old, <laughs> but he went and put on the back of the Jersey. And that honestly, like wearing that and everyone calling me that in school, like boosted my confidence. And I felt like that carried on for like ever. When I moved from New York, I didn't have like all of my people around. It was very different. And you start to kind of feel like, well, you're not as like cool as you thought you were. Cause it's different in New York, you know, everyone, like everywhere you go, you know, someone and people are very different down here in Florida. Like people don't talk and it's hard to make friends down here because everyone, like most of the people we met down here are just fucking snakes and rats. So <laughs> I don't business with them. 
And then you start to feel like maybe it's me. And then with your weight going up too, you kind of feel like your weight's going up and your confidence is going down. So like, I felt like when I lost that first hundred pounds doing the T25, like my confidence went back up. And I like literally like as cliche as it is, I felt like I was Gooch again. I didn't feel like I was just, you know, I felt like I was Gooch and like I was back. And that has carried on. Like literally after I lost that first hundred pounds and was able to look back and be like, wow, I lost 100 pounds. I was like, I'm back to who I felt like I was. I wasn't, I'm not back down to that weight, but I felt like I was back to being myself. And that was really the biggest thing. Because confidence is important. I mean, confidence gets you a lot further, you know, than I think anything else. You can be great at something, but if you're not confident at doing it, I don't think people are going to appreciate it or respect what you're doing if you can't deliver something confidently. And for a long time, I wasn't. I was not confident. Yeah, I love that so much. And I think that that's something that gets really overlooked for men, right? Like, my husband is someone who also like has struggled with his weight and with confidence and all these things. And I feel like that's something that doesn't get talked about often is like the insecurities that men develop. Um, just like, you know, women, we have all these expectations. Well, there's all these expectations in our culture for men too, right? Oh yeah. I think it's different. I think guys don't talk about it because, you know, at least I'm going based off my age range. So I'm 37. I grew up in the eighties that is something that maybe people would consider like soft. Like you don't talk about how you Mm -hmm. feel or saying that you don't feel like you look good or, you know, it's considered less of being a man, but I don't think that's the case. I think that's more damaging to your mental health to be told that, you know, you're being a punk because you don't feel good. Like you're a guy, but it's different. Like a guy can just be, I feel like a guy can be bigger to a point where, you're big, but you are still viewed as being normal or okay in the eyes of the rest of the world. For women, I feel like that bigness is a lot smaller window. Like when women get to a certain size, then it's like, they're just trash. But guys have like this really far extended, like we can get like this big. As long as you can't (laughs) see our belly under our t-shirt, we're good. (laughs) For women, it's very different. So guys, they kind of like don't worry about it because they're like, well, I look okay. I'm not as big as that guy. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. And I've done that to myself too for years. Like, well, I know I'm big, but that guy's way bigger. So I'm good. I have to ask, so like as you continue this journey, is will you, are there things that you want to kind of add to your journey? Like, are there things that you see yours like you talked about t25 are you still exercise like are things that you want to continue to do as your journey evolves um i always wanted to like run i don't run like i honestly i don't even walk i like i i don't like being outside when it's hot and we live in florida but i do like riding my bike i like riding my bike for like extended periods of time like i'm talking like 20 miles like i enjoy doing that so doing more of that um working out more in general, like just getting back into my, our garage, we kind of built up a little pseudo gym in the garage during the pandemic. So getting in there and doing that. And, but eventually I would like to be able to feel, I would like to feel confident enough to go out and run. And I think partially that that's funny. Talking about confidence is I ride my bike at night and I do that because I always feel like I don't want to be 
people to look at me and be like, look at that fat guy on his bike. So I don't even ride when it's like light outside. I ride at, at night. So to even to run and feel like my whole body jiggling in front of people, that's difficult. And that's why I don't run. Not because I can't run. I can run. Like if my kid was falling off a building, I'd run and save him. <laughs> but I wouldn't run just to run in daylight in front of other people. So you're going to do that then? Is that something that you're going to... I'd like to do that. But I think that's kind of like a weight thing. I think as I view myself differently, I would feel like, all right, well, I don't look as big as I feel. So if someone saw me running, they wouldn't feel like, what's that guy? What's he running for? What's the point? Well, I would just tell you to take baby steps because I definitely can relate to that feeling too, right? Like just even taking that first step out the front door just to even take a lap around the block or, you know, whatever it is. So we'll, we'll be watching you and, and cheering you on for sure. I'm not going to share it right away. That's okay. That's yeah, I only okay, share right? really like what I want to share. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I, I love that you share things like your hot sauce because it's good. Do you want to talk about how you uh, started that? That was just literally just being bored when the whole, when the whole world <laughs> shut down. Yeah. I figured, you know, what, what do I want to do with my time? So like the first week I started sewing because we need a mask. So I've always been able to sew. So I started sewing masks. Then I was bored and I was like, all right, I'm going to start painting. So I painted like a bunch of um, canvases. So I have like a shit ton of canvases that I painted. Then I was like, what else can I do? And I was like, man, you know what? I really like want to make my own sauce. And I started researching it and I made some, they weren't good. And then <laughs> I did more research and, you know, about, you know, keeping things sanitary and, you know, how to do things and working out of different places and whatnot. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to do it. And then I started making one and it was good. And um, I shared the journey. And that was the big thing. I shared the process with everyone. And I think that's why people buy it. Because they're buying who I am, not just hot sauce. You know, you can buy, you can go to the store and buy a $10 hot sauce. Yeah. But who are you buying it from? And do you believe in what they're doing? And that's why I think people always buy them. And I appreciate it because I don't make a lot of it. Like I don't have the the ability to make like 50 bottles. So whoever gets it, they're the luckiest ones. Cause I'll be honest, each flavor is probably only like 10 bottles. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. And they're so unique. The flat, like I have the, um, the orange brew and is that what it's called? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Blood orange brew. Yeah. Yes. The blood orange brew. And it is so fucking good. <laughs> It is I, our, we have a lot of hot sauce in this house um, between me and my nephew Atreyu. We love hot sauce. And that one is our favorite. That is the one we always like go to. And I got some expensive hot sauces too. And I just want you to know. Yeah, I saw one. you had that truff stuff. Yes, that shit is expensive, but it's good too. I won't too, say but... anything. It's not, it's not really truffles, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, give, wait, what? <laughs> it's not give, really truffles. It's give like me a the truffle, inside scoop. It's a truffle extract. It's not, okay. they're not using real truffles. Okay. But so they, pay- you're, they're selling it to you like they are using like legit truffles. That's how it usually works. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have hogs going out in, you know, wherever truffles are, digging them up. <laughs> they got me. They got, got me. They got me. <laughs> they got me. But so they're selling okay, an experience though. Like yeah. their marketing right. is amazing. Like if I had yeah. the marketing dollars to do stuff like that, I could sell just as much hot sauce. If I had totally. like, the guys to do all my 3D editing and 
I had enough money to send it to all these big influencers and have your own custom bottle. That's what sets them apart. I'm not yeah. knocking them. I just know that they don't use real truffles, but hey, yeah. They're, but I do want to say their their custom bottles leak. The top of my <laughs> bottle is covered in truffle sauce and oil. And for that reason, I won't buy their sauce again because it's messy and it gets all over my refrigerator. Oh. And for $60 has for a smell. And truffle oh. smell. Mm. Adam hates truffles. And um, he anytime we use that sauce, he is like, like he hates it so That's so funny. Much. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Yes. Yeah. What made you guys want to do this? Like, I, I had a podcast way back, and it fell apart because my co-host was trash. So what made you guys <laughs> want to do this and, and get this far? Because we only did six episodes, and I was like, screw yeah. it um, Well, you know, I, we talk about this in our first episode, but we – I had this idea that I wanted to have a podcast. It actually, since I was a little kid, I always wanted to have a radio show. So, you know, with modern technology, now it's like literally anybody can have a podcast. Um, and just with having this growing platform on Instagram and having this wellness journey, like I just wanted to find a way to share and to help other people and share other people's stories. And then Felicia and I actually met, um, of course, through Instagram, but we met in per- <laughs> yeah, we met in person at Oprah, and like we just really connected and clicked, and um, we have a really good partnership. Uh, yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize Felicia does a pretty much all the behind the scenes stuff. Like she organizes everything, and like so, we just have a really good partnership. So it's a good um, balance, and yeah, we have very different journeys. I mean, I'm in a really different age group than Marlena. And so for me, my health journey was really different. And I really struggled trying to, I'm 50 and I'm in menopause that, that you want to know that, but that <laughs> made it really difficult to lose weight. And it wasn't straightforward. I could not figure out, I, it took me forever to figure out how to manage it. And so I wanted to be able to share that information with people because it was freaking hard to find. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I, I love talking to people. Like I went to go pick up something yesterday that we bought on Facebook and I was only just supposed to pick it up and leave. And then the lady said something that we had in common. I ended up talking to this lady for like 20 minutes. Like I've always wanted to do something like this, Yeah, but it's a lot of hard work. It is, it is. but it's it fun. Is. Yeah. It's, we... it's fun. Yeah. And like I, I enjoy I... like just now just being able to talk to people and share information with people and bounce ideas off of people. That's, I mean, that's what we're here for. Right. We're not totally. supposed to just that's do everything and keep it to yep. ourselves. Exactly. And, and I, th- I think there's, so we can grow. Yeah. And I think a big part of it too, is like, there's only so much you can share on Instagram, right? Like, I mean, nobody's going to sit and watch 20 minutes of you talking on your stories. No. No. So this is just kind of a better way for us to like, be able to do this. So and also fantastic for us to be able to meet people that we follow and also for other people to be able to hear other people that they follow. I think that's also been a really great experience oh, yeah, for us too. Yeah. To so get a face to face. Yeah, so we so appreciate you sharing your story with us and, you know, start the podcast again. I'll listen to that shit. Yes. I think I'm going to do something different. I think I'm going to record. I've been wanting to record myself cooking things. A lot of people ask me, how do I make what I do? Yes. So I have this little thing where I can go live on Amazon, but I'm like, I don't think people are going to sit on Amazon, but maybe I'll just do it. (laughs) YouTube. On Instagram. I can do like 90 second cuts and just do it on Instagram. Totally. That would be awesome. I we'll love, love that. that. Yeah. We're all over that. I love cooking stuff. That's my thing. Yes. Definitely. I will let you guys know when that happens. 
All right. Awesome. That's cool. Oh, what I'll do is I'll follow you from that page because I've already created it. So okay. you, you know what it is and you'll have an idea of exactly what it's going to be about. Awesome. Perfect. That's perfect. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining yeah, thank us. Thank you. It was really good thank meeting you. For you. Me. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate it. And I wish you guys the best of luck. And hopefully when you guys get to your next 20, 40, 50 episode, you have me back on. Yeah, yes. for sure. I'll tell you about my Abs- running experience. Absolutely. Right. That sounds Yay! great. We'll be cheering you on. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.